Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. In today's podcast, my goal is to help you inspire you and motivate you to keep pushing towards the things that you want in life things get really hard things get really tough sometimes we want to quit sometimes it seems like it's impossible to achieve the things that we want to achieve if you listen to my podcast a couple episodes back and we went over dreams and how to make your dream come true and you look at that dream or you think about the things that you want to do and you think it's impossible i want you to listen to this podcast if you're finding yourself in a position where it's hard for you to continue to stay consistent towards something like a dream or a goal because you don't see the results yet, I want you to listen to this podcast. If you know of someone that's struggling, that needs help, that needs a hand, I want you to listen to this podcast. This podcast, I'm going to go really deep. I'm going to get kind of personal with kind of th- or some things as well. There's no doubt on my mind that if you feel like giving up or if you feel like you can't push through, or if you feel like it's impossible, or if you're really pushing and you're really trying your best and you're not getting the results or it's moving really slowly, this podcast is made for you. Back in 2016, I graduated college. My whole mindset of 2016, you know, I had a vision of I was going to go to the NFL. One day in practice, this guy runs right into my spine, into my spine. He put me in a wheelchair, and uh, it was one of the scariest days of my life. Literally one of the scariest days of my life. Come to find out seven days later, my career was done. I never planned life without the money that I had planned from the NFL that I was going to receive, or I thought I was going to receive. I never had plans for after college. You see, when kids were, when I was a senior, people were doing the internships. People were taking on internships at jobs that they wanted to work at or they had to work at. I kind of went through and finessed that whole situation because I never thought I was going to have to be anywhere. I always visioned myself being my own boss. always visioned myself doing things on my own. But reality hit. And I went through a dark time. I didn't know who I was. I was used to being the athlete. And then when I was kind of losing my faith a little bit in life, in myself, my belief in myself, my confidence diminished, just disappeared. I I did not know exactly where life was going to take me. One day I went to the strength and conditioning coach room, Coach A, and he hands me a book. And I don't read books. I couldn't really read until I was like 21, 22, around this time anyway. Tension disorder. Um, I used to read backwards. So he gives me this book called Think and Grow Rich. I take it. I skim through it. And I see a whole bunch of notes and highlighted things that he did in the book. And he said, Nate, I feel like you need this book right now. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Thank you. I'll take the book. Took the book. And I was on my way up to New York City. Every weekend I would try to go to New York City. It was $20 to get on this this bus that would take you from Delaware to New York City. I would try my best to get on the bus 
to go to New York City to get away from school. I was going through a depression. I was going through a really hard time accepting this new reality of me not being an athlete. When you're an athlete your whole life, it's hard not to be an athlete, like to accept the fact that you're no longer an athlete. And I was on my way to New York and I started reading a book. And the book was like a book that was teaching me the things that it was already doing in my life or I did in my life previously, but someone wrote about it and put it in steps. So the book kind of started giving me hope again. The book started to give me direction. I go back down to school and I start, my girlfriend and I start a YouTube channel called Love Across the Hudson. My, my gut just told me to make it. I said, let's document everything I'm going through. Let's document everything you're going through. And let's show people that you can make your dreams come true. You see, when you're going through a hard time, one of the best things to do is sit down sometimes and figure out where you want to go. Some things are worth pushing towards. Some things you would, you would you'll notice some things that are stressing you out aren't. It's not even in the direction that you want to go anyway. You see, I really didn't want to go to the NFL. I don't. I hated football. I was a basketball player my whole life. I only started playing football because it had the size and the height, and you know, I developed the skills set to you know become a scholarship Division One scholarship player. So, what I did is, I sat down and I was like, you know what? I I'm always since I was a kid, I always wanted to motivate people. I went to school to be a coach. I'm going to really do this, but I want to do it at the highest level. So I wrote that on a piece of paper. My girlfriend always wanted to be an actress since, it, since she was born. So what we did is we made a YouTube channel to show people, hey, look, we're young. We have no money. And we're in a long-distance relationship, but we're going to push towards our dream. I graduated college. I had nowhere to live. My girlfriend's father was like, hey, why don't you come here and live with us in New York City? So I went to New York City, and I was um, in a neighborhood called um, Washington Heights. It was specifically on Dykeman. It's an urban area. So I left the urban area, go to school, come out, and go back to an urban area. And the first, I remember the first week like it was yesterday. When I was at the house, the, when I would wake up in the morning, the brother would come home from DJing all night. The father would be leaving out the door, going to work. And my girlfriend would be getting up, going to her classes. I was sitting there, had nowhere to go, I had no money, I had nothing at all. One thing I didn't want to do was actually just get a nine to five. I didn't, I believe like I had something more to me. I believe that I had more to offer the world. So I started playing around with the camera and trying to look things up in the camera. What I had, first thing that I had to do is put myself on schedule. If you're going through something, put yourself on a schedule. If you're just sitting around and you have no schedule, it's really challenging. That's why I said you can make your own schedule. Think about the things that you want to work on that you need. If you have a dream, if you have a goal, what's in between or stopping you from achieving your goal or your dream? What's the roadblock? And then figure a way to break down that roadblock. You see, when I was living there, the roadblock for me was figuring out how to get people to come to me as a coach. At 17 years old, when I first, like my senior year going into um high school, I mean, leaving high school, going to college, I came across these videos from a man named Yo Elliot. Every time I YouTube something, this guy kept on coming up. I did not want to watch this man's videos. Um, partly because I thought he was kind of like a guy who was just built, who just wanted to give you information, who really didn't know what he's talking about. I was judging the book by his, uh, a cover. I was programmed. I was programmed. 
I would look at his videos on his thumbnail. I'm like, I'm not watching this guy. How is he going to teach me how to fix my back? He lifts weights, but I, I need to find a doctor. Right? I had that strong belief. Well, I, I didn't know any better. One day I click on this guy's video, and as he started to talk, something in my heart, something in my gut, something in my soul, my blood said, oh, my God, this is me. This is me. First time in my life I've ever saw somebody that I said, oh, my God, that's me. You see, growing up, I was an athlete. I loved music, but I never looked at an artist and was able to say, oh, that's what I'm going to be because I'm, I never was a rapper. When, as an athlete, I would look up and look at an athlete and I'm like, oh, that's me, but I'm not 6'8". Oh, that's me, but I don't have that skill set to go to you know that professional uh, sport. <clears throat> so there was a man named Yo Elliott when I was younger, about 10 years ago. And when I looked at Yo Elliott's videos, I was like, oh my God, that is me. Is someone that's taking motivation, inspiration, teaching it with science, health, mindset, but he's not an actor. He's he's really built for it. And I remember I didn't want to watch his videos. I didn't even like the guy when I first started to watch him until one day I allowed myself to listen to him. So I will continue to watch this man. And as I continue to watch him, I figured out, I'm like, yo, how do you know all this information? Who are you learning from? This guy is really smart. And then after probably a year of watching him, he mentioned his mentor. And that mentor's name was Paul Check. I started to look into Paul Check. And some of the information was so deep. Because now I'm a freshman in college. Some of his information was so deep where I didn't want to, I couldn't see myself agreeing with this guy. I thought he was crazy. So I would listen to what he said. I'm like, I don't know about that. Then do the opposite for two, three months because I'm doing it the scientific way, what I learned in school, and then still see nothing change. And then I'll always find myself going back to this guy's videos. The deepest time, during the deepest times of my life, I will go watch Yo Elliott videos and it helped me get out of the spots that I was at. But in my heart, I'm like, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do. First time in my entire life when I was like 16, 17, when I came across that man's video. Why am I telling you that? Well, when I was stuck on in Washington Heights, I had to figure out how I was going to make a living. I was going to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And it hit me. I said, Nate, I'm, supposed to, I'm not supposed to go to the NFL. I'm not supposed to. It's a part of the story. The injury is a part of the story. I got inspiring people. So I went to Starbucks. My, fa- my father-in-law used to leave us 20 bucks every morning. And, and my girlfriend and I used to stretch that $20. We went to Starbucks on Dykeman and Broadway. And I would sit there for two thirty four. You can get a cup of coffee, water, Wi-Fi, and the bathroom code. So I used to make that my office. I used to go there about 7 in the morning, sit there and watch people go to work, watch how the world's developing, thinking like, wow, you know, this person's going somewhere, that person's going somewhere. And then thinking about, can I make it out of here? Am I going to be able to do this again? Because I made it out of Jersey City. And then now I'm in, I went to college and then I'm back with a degree back in another ghetto. Can I pull this off again? Or was the first time lucky? Was the first time all, all luck? Let me tell you something about luck. 
Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You create your own luck. So at that time, I noticed myself dealing with some negative thoughts. I just lost my career. I just lost a potential to make millions of dollars. I lost a best friend at the time. Uh, my best friend growing up was upset at the fact that I didn't proceed with like a lawsuit towards the school with my injury. That's a long story, but I didn't want to do it. And my best friend goes to me to this day. Still never spoke to me again. Just left. And um, I had a lot of people turning back on me when I lost my career in football. And it makes me think, that makes me think, but kind of gives a conclusion that people were there to wait for the money to come. So I was going through a lot at this time of my life. I was so broke. I used to wear the same black Vans every day. I had one pair of shoes to my name. This was in 2017. I graduated at the end of 2016, like in December. After the holidays, 2017, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. It's five years ago. This is literally five years ago. So I sit down on a piece of paper. So this is what I do, and this is what I want you to do. Sit down with a piece of paper. Remember when I went over the podcast? Figure out your dream. Figure out, or, and then I made the three steps to accomplishing your dream. This stuff isn't made up. I, I lived this. So I sat down with a piece of paper and I said, I would rather be broke and do what I love for the rest of my life rather than make a lot of money and do something I hate. When I went to Delaware, I was on a full scholarship. I hated every, every day of my life for four years. I counted out the days to graduation. I hated every day of my life. I hated Delaware. Any chance I had to go home for the weekend, I went home. It was just really challenging. And I did it for the money, for school. Like, I did it because of that scholarship. But if I can go back in time, which I don't regret, it just taught me a life lesson to never do anything for money again. Choose your heart first. If I would have chose my heart last time, I would have went with basketball. I would have not went Division One. I, I would have went Division Two. But I would have I would have enjoyed my life a lot more. But it, I probably won't be here talking to you today. But every, you see how everything happens for a reason. So I said to myself, I don't care what happens, I'm going to die trying. I wrote down my dream, and I'm like, I'm gonna either achieve it, or I'm gonna die trying. My dream was to be the newer version of Elliot Halls, yo Elliot, but in my own way, with my own swag. So yo Elliot at the time. As I was getting older, Yo Elliot started to make a transition with his coaching and his teaching, and he started to teach differently. He started to teach. His focus was building young men to be men again. Back in his old day, of course, his niche was men, but that wasn't his message. wasn't so aggressive the way it was. It wasn't nowhere near. Last, you know, when I grew up, it was follow your heart and and believe in yourself. Now today, it's like. Be a man and do what you got to do if you feel like it or not and stop crying about it. And it's a little different and I get it. That can help different individuals, but I'm like, no, 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 no. That yo, yeah, that old yo, Elliot, that's me. That's what I'm going to be doing for the world. So I wrote down the dream and my dream was to be the biggest coach in the world. The biggest and most, um, the biggest motivational slash inspirational coach in the world. And I wrote that dream down. And when you write your dream down, 
then I, instead of being overwhelmed, like, oh my God, can I do this? Oh my God, am I good enough? Oh my God, I can't do it. You can't do that. That's a setup. You got to write down the dream, take a deep breath, and then say, okay, make bullet points on what you can do today to get one step closer to that dream. Just one step closer. See, me, I don't have no patience. I'm like, I got to make this happen today. That's not how it works, though. You got to do one step. Number two, you got to right now literally get rid of distractions. You have to get rid of distractions. And you got to retrain your brain. And And in this podcast, this is what I'm trying to teach you. This is what I've done. This is what I'm doing. This is, I retrained my brain by literally, I think I deleted the Instagram application. And that's nothing specifically bad about Instagram. But the reason why I did that is because I didn't want, I didn't want to know what was going on overseas. I didn't want to know what was going on in hip hop. I didn't want to know all this drama that brings me into more Google searches. I wanted to retrain my mind. So instead, everywhere I walked, every time I lay down and I was watching something, I put on a man named Bob Proctor. You see, Bob Proctor studied Napoleon Hill, and Bob Proctor talked about manifesting. And he talked about how you can make your how how the subconscious mind works and how you have to change your mindset to change your world. And I definitely need to change my mindset. I just went through a mindset, I mean a career shift. So as I was doing that, I was doing an internship. I got me an internship to learn from a, a, a guy who owned the gym so I can learn from him on how to run a business. He wanted to teach me as an employee, but I was really there to learn as how to become an employer. I did some weeks there as an internship. And um, I remember when the guy offered me a job, we had an agreement at a different salary, and he didn't follow his word. And he started after my internship. He offered me the job and he offered me, I think, like my my pay was gonna come out to be seventeen thousand dollars a year. It was a true story. And I remember I was devastated, I was heartbroken, and I and I was so burnt out. There was times that I was walking to work because I was so broke. And I was coaching in vans because I was so broke I couldn't even buy myself shoes. It was so embarrassing though. I was so broke I couldn't buy shoes that he came in the gym one day. After I was coaching, he came into the like um, the the room that we train clients, and he told me to come with him after work. And after work, he took me to go buy a pair of shoes. He brought them for me because that's how broke I was. This is in 2017. We went to the the Reebok in Union Square. So I went back home, and. I felt devastated. I'm like, I can't survive off $17,000 a year. I don't, you know, and and I, I'm like, yo, did I really fail in my life? Did I really mess this up? Am I overshooting my dreams? And um, I remember I was like, when I, when, when I was going through this situation in my life, I was like, okay, let me get more. Let me watch more videos. Let me believe in myself a little more. Let me dig deeper. Let me keep pushing. Let me get the negativity out. I can't so I remember one day um I was opening up the gym. I had to be at the gym at like eight in the morning. I would get to Starbucks at five in the morning downtown and spend three hours studying before I went into work. I I I really wanted to overcome and outwork anybody in my field. And so what I did is every morning I studied new certifications. I studied, I studied. 
So one day I was uh, in the Starbucks studying and I watched this Bob Proctor video and I'm going to try to put this video in the description. This video changed my life. Bob Proctor talks about money. And when he talked about money, he said, if you are someone who wants to make money, write down the amount of money that you're on pace to make in a year. So I put down 17,000. I was on my I was on my way to make 17,000. And then he said, okay, what if I told you you can start making that a day? I'm like, man, I'm out of here. This guy's crazy. You see, immediately, the same thing my belief system did towards Paul Check, the same thing my belief system did towards Yo Elliot, it just did it towards Bob Proctor. Because he mentioned something that goes against my programming. This is why keeping an open mind is very important. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just, let me open the video because I closed the video out. So I'm like, let me go back. And he said, the amount of money that you make a year is based on the amount of services you provide. If you want to make more money, provide more service. And I was like, wow, you know what? That was a good, that was a good point. So I stopped and thought, the only time I make money is when I go into this gym and I give my time. What are other ways that I can be in multiple places at once and give more service? You see, people get so stuck on giving, giving time, giving time, giving time, making money, making money, making money. Everything's for money. I started to say, you know what? I want to provide so much more service for people that the money will come. That was my mindset. So my whole mindset about making videos change because I was putting so much pressure on myself. Don't make a video unless it's a perfect background, perfect video, perfect audio, perfect, everything's perfect. And I learned that that was stopping me. That was a roadblock. I got to just make videos and just drop them, even if they have 10 views, even if they have 20 views, whatever the case may be. So what I did is I started making videos even more. And then I talked to my girlfriend. And I said, hey, I'm going to make my own YouTube channel outside of ours. It's going to be called Be Great With Nate. So I made the Be Great with Nate. I'm making videos and making videos and making videos. At first, it was Nate Ortiz. I started making videos and making videos and making videos. And then I started having people contact me. Hey, I need help losing weight. Hey, I need help, you know, getting in shape. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I'll be in the gym training a client, but somebody's watching my video. And these videos, 17 views. 17 views only. Five views. But the problem is the mindset of comparing myself to people who have 17 million is the problem. You see, I got to stop thinking, oh, my God, since I don't have 17 million views, it's not a, a good video. No, 17 people watch that video. Put 17 people in the room. 17 people watch me in 17 different locations while I was at one location. I was serving more people. So what I started to do. I started to get this extra money, and as I started to get these extra money from training clients outside the gym, I saved up the money, and then I started to apply to become a check practitioner. I went through all the courses, one course at a time. Then I got my um, – it took me like a year and a half to get to HLC1 um, to accomplish HLC1 to afford it. So Holistic Lifestyle Coaching Level 1. So as I'm going through that, as I'm going through that, as I'm going through that, I would listen to this money video by Bob Proctor. 
you can make more money and he keeps talk and I'm 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 pounding it into my mind so it can become subconscious to me. So there was a day where I'm like, you know what? This guy's not paying me what I deserve. I got to leave. I got to get out of here. So what I did is I looked for uh, other jobs. And um, when I first put my application out, I put it out to 80 people. Everybody denied me. I found this one gym that was offering, but they were only looking for someone eight years experience. And they were looking for somebody that they wanted to uh, be a business partner and take over the gym. I applied for the gym. I told I only had six weeks of experience of working in the real world, but I had a strength and conditioning um, experience in co- in college. I was a strength and conditioning. I had an internship at my school, but I also had I was a football captain. Right, I can control a room of sixty five men. So, I said to on the application, it says six weeks of training. Call me and give me five minutes of your time, and I can show you why I'm the guy. That was my application. That was my resume. I submit the resume. The guy happened to go look me up. He Googled me. When he Googled me, guess what came up? My videos that had 23 views now. Then he went deeper into my story. Then he went deeper and found out a lot about me and found out I played for a coach that he, he, he looked up to and then said, you know what? This guy would be perfect to run my facility. I got the job. I went from making 17000 to make a 40,000 within two months. What I immediately did when I was on this journey was immediately start to change my mindset. I had to believe in myself. I had to be open-minded. You see, anytime money things came up, I was always against money growing up because I used to always think money was the root of all evil. Money, people want money, don't care about regular people. These are all things you learn when you're broke. It's that broke mindset. It's that fear. None of that's true. The richest people in the world are the most lovely people I've ever met. The ones I met. There's good and bad in each and every group, right? So when I went, I get this job. He gives me a salary. He starts me off with $40,000 in salary. He goes, when you make enough clients and you start building more, then I'll, then you can go hourly. And then when you go hourly, you get 50% of everything you want. You see, going hourly can be tough because I had no clients in this area. It was in Westchester, New York. Uh, This is 2017 of October 17th, 2017. So how about that? About five years ago at this time, I started that job. So I had my internship. He offered me a salary that I didn't agree with. I looked elsewhere and got something that was offered two times more. So I go into this gym, I write down, I had no gold, I mean, I had no no clients, they had no money for marketing, nothing. And I sat there and said, okay, nobody looks like me in Westchester, New York, it's the suburbs. What can I do to get people to work with me? So what I did is I would go into work as if at seven in the morning, because that's what time we opened, but I was at Starbucks on Dykeman at five. Then I would get on the bus to go across Fordham, then get on the, the Metro North to get there at 7. And I went to be the first one to get in the gym. It was a private gym. The people who trained at that gym, Judge Judy's family trained at that gym. Only personal training, private gym, only three trainers. The owner of the New York Giants trained at that gym. The founder of Shake Shack 
at that gym. One of the big in, biggest investors in the iCloud shoes worked in that gym, worked out in that gym. And the big Wall Street people worked at that gym, worked out at that gym. And the many, many more people. So I made my way there and I sat down with a piece of paper and a notebook. And I started to write down ideas on what I wanted to do, how I was going to do it. Within six months, I was able to go hourly. I went from 40000 to 80000 How? Every day when I woke up, no drama, no news, no, no family drama, didn't participate in that, no partying, none of that. I woke up every day and I worked on my mind and I worked on things that I was honest with myself. What do I need to improve? Well, I need to learn how to build a website. What do I need to improve? Well, I need to make an email list. What do I need to do now? How do I find to get more service in life? I will go eat at the restaurants on the Meredith Ave for lunch and then tell the employees that I know that can't afford me for training to come work with me and I'll do a group class for them for free. I was training people, well, um, I was helping people lose weight that worked as employees um, in the back that were in the kitchen. I was helping kids that could not afford me in that neighborhood. I was speaking at schools. I was doing all, I was doing all this extra service to the world because there was a couple things I was getting out of it. Number one, it was what my heart wanted to do. Number two, it was my dream to speak and to motivate. So wh whatever your dream is, don't look for money exchange up front when you first start doing it. Do it. Work on your game. Work on your craft. Do it because you love to do it. And you'll start seeing the money come in. I had to change my mindset where, nope, I'm not doing it unless there's money. No, 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 I'm like, come on, I'll do it anyway. Come on, where can we go? Where can we make this happen at? So I started speaking at all these schools. I started doing all these things. And then before you know it, I was able to go hourly in six months. So I went from 40000 to $80,000. I finished the year off making 80000 that year. So I went from seventeen to 40 to 80. Bob Proctor's not, he's not looking that crazy to me anymore. Right? Talked about how you can double your income, triple your income, how you can start making what you make in a year and a day. But it was hard. It was hard. It didn't happen overnight. The videos, by the way, that I was making, this is in. Now we're going to 2018, going to 2019. I'm averaging 40 views now. Somewhere from 17 to 23 to 40. I tried everything. I tried YouTube. I tried Facebook page. And then when IGTV came out in 2018, I was like, okay, this is the platform. You see, when I used to watch Yo Elliot, I'm like, yo, Yo Elliot found YouTube when YouTube first came out. He got on it at the perfect time. I wish that I could find something for the first time. So when IGTV came out, I was like, this is made for videos. This is this is how I'm going to blow up. Nah. I had 1,500 uh, followers on Instagram, and I had 150 subscribers in 2018. 2019 comes. I'm pushing even more. I'm... I'm um, every day I wake up, I'm listening to something that's inspirational. I'm blocking, I'm blocking out distractions, 
and I'm imagining myself become Yo Elliot. Imagine myself become being with Paul Check, making videos with Paul Check, doing business with Paul Check, being coached on the Paul Check. That's what I'm visioning the whole time. I walked around everywhere with the book How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. It's right here on my desk. It's the only book that stays on my desk all day. I used to go through this book every day. I used to teach my clients about this book every day. 2019 comes. Things are going great. It goes so great that the owner sits me down and says, I think you should buy the gym. I can't afford. I'm not going to be able to continue to pay you so much. So I thought about it. I had people that wanted me to buy the gym. Some of my clients were willing to give me the money to buy the gym. And my gut was telling me no for some strange reason. I go outside one day that week. I sit in my car and I stare at the gym. I'm like, should I do it? And something hit me. I'm like, well, if I don't do it, if this gym burns down, if it catches on fire, I own nothing and I lose my whole, I lose my income. I drive home that day. My girlfriend's like, what's wrong? I'm like, if the gym burns down, I own nothing. She looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about right now? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I, something just hit me with that gym burns down. I have nothing. This is what, this is on a Sunday. I remember like it was yesterday. Every Sunday I did classes at the gym and my brother had a barbecue that day and I couldn't attend because I had the class. I was so focused. No barbecues, no nothing. I got to go get this dream. I would make videos on my car. I would make videos everywhere. And you know, 40 views. That was averaging. 37 to 40. 25 was another number I kept on seeing too. So I go home. And as I'm telling her that, my brother calls me. He goes, yo, you have an aunt. Aunt Paulette, we haven't seen her since we were kids, but she was just at the barbecue. I'm like, oh, cool. He was like, yo, she watches your videos on Facebook. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. And she believes that you're going to be a businessman one day and told me to tell you if you ever think about running your own business, call her. So after my brother and I hung up, I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign. So I called her. She goes, Nate, I watch all your videos, baby. You're going to make some, you're going you're gonna to be a good businessman. You got to run, I know you're going to run your own business one day. If you do, I got a business partner. He can help you set that up. She sent me his information. I called him that day. I told him my whole vision. I told him that I may, I, I think it's a good idea to start my own business because I just turned around a whole business that was, that was, that lost two big coaches and they didn't know how it was going to turn around. And I kind of got in there and I flipped that gym around. And he was like, okay, look, usually this comes out to like 25 to 3,500. I'll do it for you for 500 because you're a family friend. I go into my TD account. I had TD Bank back in the day. And it said I had $515. I put the phone on mute. I look at my girlfriend and said, I only got 515. Now at this time, my girlfriend's chasing after her career. I'm paying, you know, where I'm I'm supporting us. I'm supporting, I'm, so I'm taking care of all the bills. And um, I'm like, I don't know if we can do this. And my gut was like, just do it. So 
I gave the five fifteen and the five fifteen. I paid that bill. I had ten dollars left to my name. September first, twenty nineteen, DreamFit LLC was an official business. I go into work. I have a bunch of clients telling me that they're going to they, they sold their house and they need a trainer in the city. So for about a week, I was looking for trainers to help my clients in the city, and then it hit me. I'll go into the city once a week. So I went in and told them, hey, I'm going to go in and coach you. They were all extremely happy. Before you knew it, word got around town to their kids that lived in the city. People used to come up from New York City every Sunday to come to a class with their family to come to one of my classes. It was a beautiful thing. From all over the world, like if it was Thanksgiving, people flew in a week or a couple days earlier to come see me, to train with me from D.C., Texas, from all over the world. You know, twice a year I saw the, you know, people's family that came in. Their in-laws wanted to come in and work with me. It was just a beautiful thing. So when, when I went in and told my clients that, I went to the city the following week. I downloaded an application. I got a little thing that you can put in your iPad to accept credit card. And I went to the city for the first time. I went to the bank, got me a DreamFit LLC bank card, a business account. I went to the city. And that that day, I got back on the train, came home. I made $10,000 worth of packages. You see, what I would make before taxes, it would take me about a month and a half to make 10000 now I'm making ten thousand in one day. I made ten thousand. Of course, you got to provide the services, but I'm saying you get the money up front. And now, as a business owner, you take the money up front. You take care of your expenses, and then you pay taxes from what you have left. That's a beautiful part about being in America, right? When I've learned that, I'm like, oh my god, nobody taught me that. So you're telling me my transportation, the business lunch that I just had, all these things count as an expense where the government says, hey, look, instead of you paying this amount, you pay this amount. For example, if I made 10000 but it cost me 3000 to run the business, the government goes, I tax you on 7000 not 10000 I'm like, nobody taught me this. Nobody taught me that. That was a game changer. So if you work for a company... And a company allows you, they fly you somewhere, or they allow you to stay somewhere, or they um, pay for something for you, for your phone bill. It's a business expense. And it actually, it's like instead of paying the taxes on that, the business is allowed to pay. You know, it's like kind of an excuse not to pay the taxes on it. Some people take advantage of the system where they're not honest. And that is the one of the worst things you can do. Because if you're trying to buy a home, as a as a business owner, the bank wants to see how much money you made. So yes, these things can count as an expense. So if I made ten thousand and I write off the whole ten thousand, that usually happens in the first year or two when you run a business because the government expects you to reinvest your money back into the business, and you don't really profit anything. But if you really are profiting, but you're saying you're not profiting, that's, the bank is going to see that on your on your income tax. And if you're not making money, you can't buy a house then. Oh, but I made a hundred thousand. Yeah, but you wrote off eighty. That means you only profited twenty thousand. No, I really profit more. Well, you should have you should have been honest then. Right? Some people finesse the system. 
And there's nothing against that. If you got a house or whatever, you know, that's all on you and your 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 accounting and things like that. That's your business. But I'm just speaking for people who don't know anything about this stuff. So when I went to work the next day, it was really hard to go into work knowing I just made ten thousand in the day. It was really hard for me to accept the fact that I have to work forty hours of coaching on my feet, coaching people. And then that doesn't talk about like managing the gym, like as far as like the website stuff and uh, calling clients back and customer service and all that good stuff, right? So I was the head coach. I was that was all my responsibility. So I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta figure out how to get to that next level. So this is at the time too, where um, about a month later, my girlfriend booked Saved by the Bell. So we go to LA. As we go to LA, we move her in. We had a beautiful apartment there. We moved in. And then in Studio City, right across the street from Universal Studios. And I'm like, I wanted to have the option of when I took off work, I had I was making no, when I left from the gym, if I'm not in that gym, I make no money. And I didn't like that because anytime I'm on a vacation, it shortens up the amount of time you can have fun because you're losing or you're not making money. It's not like a regular job where you go, okay, I see you later, and they give you vacation days and you still make money. And I was like, okay, that is the next roadblock in my life. So I went back to to uh, New Jersey, New York. I mean, I'm going back to New York at the time. My girlfriend's in LA. I was going back and forth. And as I'm back, I'm like, I got to fix that. I got to figure out how to do that. And then boom, COVID hit, shut down my gym. I go to to quarantine in LA. I went to LA to go quarantine. And as I'm there, I'm supposed to be here for two weeks. And then time goes. And then now it's two months. And then I'm like, okay, I have to figure out how to make money online. So what I did is I was only going like 30% on the videos because I wasn't allowing myself just to be me 100%. I was being me. But I was like overthinking about making another video or making five videos in a day, whatever the case may be. So as I was making these videos, I had these kids call me like, yo, you got to get on TikTok. My kid, these two kids I used to work with in the gym. They're like, Nate, please, can we meet? I thought it was like a serious meeting. I thought one of them got addicted to drugs or something. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? We get on Zoom. They're like, Nate, we think you should get on TikTok. Brandon and Eli, Nate, we think you should get on TikTok. I'm like, I'll never get on TikTok, bro. I don't dance. You're like, no, neat. We see it going in a way where you're going to be able to talk educational videos. I was like, all right. I put up four videos just to make them happy, but I, I swear it was garbage. I just threw it up. And as I'm still working, as I'm still working, now my videos are getting like 67 video, uh, views on YouTube. And as I'm getting views on YouTube, I meet a guy in the hallway one day. We start talking. He follows me on Instagram and come to find out that he's a music artist manager. He saw those. He saw the videos that I put on Instagram. I would take a video, put it on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And one day he stops me in the hallway and goes, yo, let me get your number. I think you can work with one of my clients. I said, what is that client? So what, what client? He goes, well, I work with a rapper named Corday. See, this rapper named Corday was a, a Grammy-nominated rapper. And I'm like, whoa, okay. 
because when I was in LA, I was like, okay, I have a vision. I have hope. I have this, this, I know I'm going to start working with celebrities. And when I transform them and they teach people what they've done, I can help millions of people now. I'm getting closer and closer. More service. So when I when I was done, you know, speaking with him, he told me this in March. I'm like, okay. So then in August, I meet him in the hallway one day. He goes, Yo, can you can you just write me up a a meal plan for Corday? And I'm like, hey, a meal plan is not gonna work. Give me an hour of his time. And if if it if I waste his time, tell him that I would pay him for his hour. But give me an hour of his time and I'll show him why I'm the guy. And he goes, okay, let me talk to him. Didn't hear anything back. October. It's crazy how all these things keep happening in October. I believe it was October 3rd. He put us in a group chat. He said, he's called me and said, yo, Corday got a GQ magazine shoot with Naomi Osaka, who's his girlfriend, and who's a tennis star. And he wants you to get him in shape before the, he, he wants to lose about three to five pounds. Oh man, just thinking about the story is crazy. It was just, it felt like yesterday. So I was like, okay. So I hang up, I call my girl. I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to start training Corday. So when I started, when I got that call, I already had an HBO client, uh, the lead that was on a TV show for HBO. I had some Saved by the Bell clients. Um, I had um, some Netflix people that worked on Netflix. Uh, shout out to Kevin. Kevin, if you listen to this, you're doing very well. I'm proud of you. So I started, I was already mentoring. I was life coaching, nutrition coaching, strength coaching, a lot of actors already. And their lives were changing. And finally, I get Corday. When I went to go with Corday, I was getting paid to serve an hour. I was served four. So when I went to Corday's house, I was there for four hours, three to four hours. Sometimes I would get lucky and be in there for an hour and a half, two hours. But we did nutrition, we did life coaching, we did strength training, a lot of that stuff. And uh, Naomi would start participating in there as well. And got Corday down seven pounds for the GQ magazine shoot. After he lost the weight, his team was like, no, 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 Corday doesn't, now Corday wants you around full time. He wants you, he wants you full time. He really appreciates you, loves your energy and thinks that you're a great fit for him. So then I became Cordae's trainer and coach. And I'm still his coach to this day. Um, I haven't been able to work with him in consistently in a year because he's been on tour. He's actually just finished his European tour. He was at the house right before he left. So I know him and he gained a lot of weight. And he told me, he's like, look, I'm gonna I'm gaining a lot of weight. I'm focused on music. But I believe when he's done with tour, we'll get right back to it. But long story short, I worked with Corday for the year, and he's down 40 pounds. He was down 40 pounds. He was shredded. I got videos of this guy shredded. We worked out in the gym, just shredded. It was a beautiful thing to see. Naomi Osaka won the 2020 Australian Open. So that was pretty cool, and that was a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, I was around for all that, and uh, it was amazing. But when that was going down, I started to throw. One day I got a phone call. I one of these, one of my friends who's an influencer, who's an actor, and he's like, yo, I love your videos. Chop them up to 30 seconds and put them on Instagram Reels. 
because Instagram Reels just came out and you can't put a video over 30 seconds. So I was like, okay. I took the video, I chopped it up to 30 seconds, put it on Instagram Reel. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me put it on TikTok. I put it on TikTok. I'm like, you know, let me try the TikTok thing again. That video, I go on that video the next morning, it had 30,000 views on TikTok. It gave me 4,000 followers. It gave me more followers than I had on Instagram, more subscribers than I had on YouTube. And I said, whoa. So for the five years I was making videos, I had a hard drive that I would save all my videos on. I went into the hard drive every day and I started chopping up videos, throwing on TikTok. From, from there, TikTok just blew up. But right before that, I got into HLC3. So I took H Holistic Lifestyle Coaching Level 1, all my courses. HLC Level 2, all my courses. Then I went to HLC Level 3, and Paul Check coaches that class. He, he He's the one that teaches the students. So I had to go to San Diego. So right before my career took off, and on TikTok, on, on social media, I had these clients already. I go down to LA, I mean to San Diego, and I meet my idol. I meet my idol, Paul Check. But not only that, you meet my idol. Three days before I got there, I got a phone call. And that phone call said, I, you know, the school called me, said, you won the raffle. I'm like, what raffle? He's like, well, we did a raffle with all the students. I think it was like anywhere from ten to 15,000 people. And he's like, you won the raffle. And Paul Check is going to make you a painting. He's going to paint. He's going to connect to your soul and can, can make a painting. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, all right. So I get there. First thing that Paul comes up, and he goes, who won the painting? Who who are you? And I'm like, all right. Then he goes, you. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he goes, your soul kept me on this painting for 30 hours this week. I only wanted to spend about two to five hours, but yours kept me on there for 30 hours. So opening it up. I opened up the painting. The painting is right here if you're watching this on video. And it was a beautiful painting. It was eye, 50 eyeballs with fire below and a beautiful color on top of the eyeball. And it was him showing the balance between being yin and yang. But he put the eyes because he said, you're so focused on worrying about how many people see what you do rather than see the effect that you make on lives. And you're, you're, you're hesitating on giving out your love to the world because you don't understand how impactful you're, you know, you're helping people. You only folk. And he said the same thing that Bob Finelli told me, my, my, one of my mentors three years ago, stop focusing on getting 50 people to watch you and a hundred people focus on one person. Cause when you help that one person, that person goes home, they help their family, then that, and it travels. And he, and he said, this is called Indra's web. And he said, you're a lot more connected than you think you are. Then he went deeper on things. He actually cried when he was speaking to me because he said he felt my pain that I went through as a kid. I never met this man. He doesn't know who the hell I am. And that was deep. And um, for the next couple of days, I've learned from my mentor. I spent time with my mentor, Paul Jack. It was a dream come true. I was starstruck. That was the first time I was starstruck in my life. I, it was the first time where I got around somebody and I would choke up when I was speaking. This was in 2021. This was last year. <laughs> It was literally last year. I was choking up and and then I go downstairs and I said, Paul, and I visioned myself pitching to him for like four years. 
Paul, you got to get me on your podcast. We need more people that look like me to hear me on your platform. I gave him a pitch for like 30 seconds. And then he looked at me. He goes, okay, well, we'll have to figure it out because I'm really busy. And uh, maybe, you know, we can talk to the Institute and we can see what we can do. And that was that. I never heard anything from that. That was in 2021, June 8th, 2021. So I leave and I'm like, I think I failed. I think I failed my pitch. And I was upset. And I call my girl and I'm like, yo, I give him the pitch. And he didn't seem, in, he, he didn't seem interested. I'm going to help more minorities. I'm going to help more people in the world. And then my girl's like, babe, that's not Paul Chuck's job. That's your job. And that hit me deep. So I came home. And what in that painting, Paul Check told me my life would change if I just focus on the mission rather than, you know, the results. And that's what I did. June 30th is when my TikTok blew up and went viral. From June 30th to today, I got 272,000 followers, or it's 268,000, or one of those. And we just surpassed 50 million views in about 15 months. Remember, you look at those views, 27 views, 50 views. And we just, and then in the last year, we got 300, and we got um, almost 4,000 subscribers now on YouTube when I only had 100. On Instagram, we went from 1,500 followers to 10,000 followers. July 15th, I believe it was, 2021, I made $30,000 in a day. And I sat there with a piece of paper and opened up my old journal. And this old journal had, it was like in July 7th, I mean, sorry, January 17th, 2020, 2017. I remember I wrote down, I'm so broke right now that it's embarrassing to be, you know, this broke. And I'm, but I know one day this will change. When I looked at that Bob Proctor video, I thought he was crazy, but he's not. If you think something's crazy, if you think you're writing your dream down is crazy. The reason why is because you never, subconsciously, you never knew it was possible. You can do it. The things that you wrote down on a piece of paper, you can do. November 28th, 2022, I'm scheduled to fly to San Diego to do a podcast with Paul Check. His team reached out to me. After a year... I just say, you know what? I'm going to go ham. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to get my all. Podcast went from 1,000 downloads in 2020. 2021, we had 7,000 downloads. That's a huge win. You see, I didn't say 1 million to 7 million. No. 1,000 to 7,000. Stop focusing on the results and focus on the mission. It will come. Be patient. It will come. So, 2022 so far, 
we got 40,000 downloads, 42,000 downloads. So 2020, we have one for that year. 2021, we have 7,000 for that year. 2022, we got 42,000 for this year so far, and it's not even done. Don't give up. Don't give up. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're delusional. You may think you're crazy. You may think it's impossible. But if another person done it, you can do it too. If another person hasn't done it, and you believe it's possible, it's possible. Napoleon Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind can believe, it can achieve. Whatever the mind can believe and conceive, it can achieve. Today, I'm living my dream. But as I'm living my dream, I'm just entering the stages that I want to go to. But I got, I'm nowhere near where I want to go. But I got to remind myself these things. I have to retrain my brain. No negativity, no negative people, no negative food. You got to really, really, really stay focused on this. You got one life. As far as we know, we didn't know where we came from. We don't know where we're going. But you you got right now. When I was young, I used to say, you know what? My life sucks. My mom, my mom's doing all this. My brother's doing all this. A lot of trauma. But you know what? I live right next to New York City. You know what? I like my avatar. I like this avatar that I got. I'm going to be tall. I'm strong. I can walk. I can see. I can taste. I can hear. I got both of my arms, both of my legs. Some people are born with one arm. Some people are born blind. Some people are born deaf. I don't have that. I got to take advantage of this. I don't know where I'm going after this. So why not give it my all right now? If you're having trouble believing in yourself, if you're having trouble with confidence, confidence is a lack of repetition. Self-doubt comes from a lack of repetition. You can't be confident in something you haven't tried or tried over and over and over again. Build up your repetition. Rep it out. Stay focused on the mission. Don't don't believe in the hype. Stay true. You would think your life can change overnight. 2026. I mean, I started making videos in 2015, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Seven years. Took me seven years. From 21 to 28 years old. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just getting started. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I wanted to bring you the story. Hopefully this inspired you in some way. 
Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone on your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.